This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, and uh, yes, the final whistle blew about an hour ago, and uh, we're on the air to recap uh, what was uh, an annihilation, a demolishment, a pounding, a throttling, a a pick-your-own-word, pick-your-own-adventure on Hamilton's 43-16 embarrassment that's what it was for the montreal alouettes today and in fact it's been an embarrassing 2017 for the alouettes this franchise is in trouble bad news for them good news for the tiger cats who over the next at least couple of years i don't see this owls team uh reinventing the wheel in a matter of two or three years uh, for the next couple of years this tiger cats team can feast on the alouettes And that's good news for the playoff hunt, knowing that there is at least one spot in the East that is always kind of hanging in the balance because of the strong West Division in that crossover playoff spot. We're throwing over the lines here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's Ticats victory. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. We're all over Twitter. We have some tweets that we're going to get to today. At Rick Samprin at AM nine hundred CHML. This was an impressive showing by the Tie Cats because they, well, for one, they blew out Montreal. But second to that, Hamilton did not play down to the competition today. There have been games in the past when this team even had a winning record, and it was more bothersome then when they would play a struggling team or a team that was well below them in the standings and Hamilton would play down to the competition. Not so much today. Hamilton going in after being officially eliminated last week with Ottawa's victory in Saskatchewan and Hamilton's loss against the Stamps. The Ticats could have just folded up the tent. But they said, nope, we're going to go to Montreal. We're going to win some ball games." Head coach June Jones wants to finish out with victories. And for a couple of reasons. Number one, yeah, personal pride's on the line. This Ticats team does not want to go down as one of the worst teams in franchise history. I'm not sure we could have said that a few games ago. But now June Jones is 5-3 and three as head coach of this team. And they're playing... M- Heads and tails better than they were when they were 0-8. And going into Labor Day, we're all thinking, is this this team ever going to win? But Jones has turned the ship around. Jeremiah Masoli, another solid game today. The run game was okay, was adequate. Special teams played a huge part today. We'll get to that in a second or two. But over these last three games, today's included, Hamilton could have said, oh, we're out of the playoffs. Uh, That's it. Who cares? But beyond that personal pride, this team wants to finish out the season strong. And for June Jones, that's important because he's not under contract for next year. So if this team continues to win and play well, uh, that's going to bode well for Jones to be back in 2018. That's one of the questions I want to ask to the listeners today at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you're a Ticats fan, do you want to see June Jones back in 2018 or are there some things if he does come back that you want him to correct 
You know, that third and short out of the shotgun really gets me every time. Didn't have to see a lot of that today as they were slinging it all over the field, and Brandon Banks was an absolute stud today. Absolute stud. 240 all-purpose yards. He looked like the Brandon Banks of old. A couple of touchdowns, including his first punt return TD in 25 games. Took back a 65-yard punt uh, five minutes into the second quarter to make it 16-7 to Hamilton, and the Cats were rolling from there. He also caught a 65-yard touchdown throw by Jeremiah Masoli late in the third that uh, really opened up the scoring. It was 33-7 at that point for Hamilton. Brandon Banks, no doubt about it, is my player of the game today. Another thing we have to talk about today. So here's a blowout game. It is um, 43-7 to with 7 minutes and 39 seconds left to play in this football game. And there's a Zach Caleros sighting. Yes, June Jones put Zach Caleros into the game with Hamilton up 43-7. Good move. We finally get to see Caleros run the June Jones offense. And he showed pretty well. He went two for three for 24 yards. And that was it. He was done. Zach Caleros played one series in this ballgame before Everett Golson got his first taste of CFL football. And I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that Everett Golson was put into this football game. In fact, I do like it. We all want to see what this kid can do. But to give Zach Caleros one series after sitting out since August the 18th? I mean, it was 33-7 to after three quarters. Why not put him in then? It was actually 36-7 to because the first play of the fourth quarter was a Kenny Allen 35-yard field goal. So you're up 36-7, to and you don't put in Caleros right then and there? I mean, give him three or four series. And whether, whether or not that, that one series was Hamilton's uh, strategy to showcase the CFL, all right, Caleros can still play football. Oh, my goodness. Surprise, surprise. Of course he can still play. Yeah, he can run this offense. I just want to see it more than one series, more than three pass attempts. That was silly to me. That was a mistake to me. And that, that right there shows me that there is no chance that Caleros is back in Hamilton next season. Not a chance that he's back in Hamilton. I don't care that Masoli is a free agent. I think he will be back. I think Johnny Manziel is going to be the other QB. Everett Golson will probably be around as well. And they'll bring in a fourth or maybe even a fifth guy just to see them. And Caleros is done. What I saw today indicates to me that that's it. Zach is not going to be in a Ticats uniform in 2018. Let me know what you think. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Vote for your player of the game today, and we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night before we are done at six. Matthew on Twitter at Rick Samprin says, my hashtag player of the game goes to Speedy B. Hashtag fifth quarter. Brandon Banks was amazing today. This was the Brandon Banks of old. The speedy B that we've seen over the last number of years. Six receptions 
129 yards, including a 65-yard TD catch. Four punt returns, 111 yards, including a 65-yard punt return for a TD. That is Brandon Banks. That's the speedy B we know and love. That's the Brandon Banks who's up for yearly honors in the Canadian Football League. We want to see more of that. And the Ticats want to see more of that, not only in the last two games against Ottawa, Montreal, but going into 2018. Because knowing what we know now, this guy can actually play offense. And we've been screaming over the last number of years, get this guy more involved in the O. Now that they do, look at him now. There's no doubt Banks is coming back. And there is no doubt that, at least in my mind, that June Jones is going to be offered a contract. The way this team is playing under Jones, never mind that they're winning. Hey, that's just a bonus. But they have a renewed spirit. Whether it's a sigh of relief from the Kent Austin era, things just weren't going that well. They needed a, a new voice, a, a breath of fresh air. Well, they got it. And I think they're going to get more of that in 2018. When we come back, back, your calls. We have Dave, we have Judy, we have Mark on the line. Guys, hang tight. We're going to get to you. A number of tweets and emails as well. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Final score today in Montreal, the Tiger Cats 43, the Alouettes 16. Isn't it nice to hear that Hamilton went into Montreal and shellacked the Owls after years of the black and gold going to La Belle Provence and getting pummeled by Anthony Calvillo and the Owls. That happened each and every time. It's nice to know that the Cats have turned the tables on Montreal. Hamilton now 5-11 and 11 on the season. The Owls have lost nine in a row. They're 3-13. and 13. Who's your player of the game? We're going to name our fifth quarter fan of the night before all is said and done at 6 tonight. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also check out past episodes at 900CHML.com. 905-645-3221. That's our phone number. You can also get us on your cell by dialing star 9900. Rick at 900CHML.com. You can email that email address. Again, Rick at 900CHML.com. And give me your thoughts on today's ball game at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML on Twitter. To the phones we go, and Dave is first off the skip. Dave, how are you? Not bad, thank you, Rick. Uh, yeah, for sure, Brandon Banks, player of the game all the way. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree, kind of an insult to Zach Laris to put him in for one series. Very That's much so. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think I agree with you, Manziel will probably be here. It's an unproven thing. I, I just, my sixth cat sense tells me that we're going to regret getting rid of Kalaros. I really do think that. I hope I'm wrong. It was great to see, like, it was great to see Hamilton really dominate for a change. But I think at this point, we have a lot of hope towards next year. I think we've shown in the last, you know, since June Jones took over in the last few games that this team can play with any team in the league right now. And a few tweaks here and there in the off season. Uh, hopefully we can retain some guys. I, I think we'll be uh, get the quarterback situation straightened out, and hopefully uh, Johnny Football does does a good job. But if not, we have Mazzoli waiting in the wings. I wish it'd be Clara's, but we can't have everything in life. But uh, so I'm optimistic towards next year. Yeah, there's nothing but optimism uh, in in this city because of what and how this team has played over the last number of weeks. Today was, you know, uh, Montreal's Montreal. That's just a bad team, but they nearly beat Calgary. They beat up on the Bombers. Uh, they lost against Toronto in OT. 
Uh, they beat BC in BC. I mean, there's some there's some good signs here that we've seen since Labor Day. It's not all perfect. Uh, it's it's not all uh, you know rainbows and lollipops, but there are some, as you said, some good signs that we can look forward to. Improvement is happening, and uh, I'd be happy to beat Ottawa next week. That would really <laughs> yes. make me a happy guy. Definitely, and Ottawa still has something to play for. They're going That's for a division right. title, so yeah, I'd, that'd be nice. I'd love to spoil it for them. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the call, Dave. Thank you. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. A tweet from Bruce, a player of the game, Banks, not happy with Mitchell staying for 2018. Hashtag boycott continues for me. And Daniel Sun says uh, the only reason they put him, him being Caleros, in uh, was for auditioning reasons. He won't be in Hamilton next season. We shall see, I guess. Judy has called into the fifth quarter. Good afternoon, Judy. How are you? Good afternoon, Rick. I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. It was a great game today. I really enjoyed it. And I know that we can win, and I know that we can be champions, and uh, Mazzoli was good. But I just wanted to say that For the last couple of years, I have really been ashamed of our team and the way that Calaris has been treated. He was a wonderful quarterback, and he played games that took us right to the verge of the Grey Cup. And I don't know what happened, and I don't know what it is that he's on the sidelines like he is, but I give him so much credit for standing there in his uniform and June Jones not saying one word to him, but him still standing there proud and not hanging his head. And I don't know what the problem has been, but it's like he's a non-entity, and I think it's terrible treatment. It has been tough to watch, hasn't it? No, oh, it's been awful, just awful. Do you? Ex- I, I feel that when he was standing there on those sidelines, most of the games, we watch all the games. Mm-hmm. And we've been to many. And he he never got a glance from June Jones, at least when the camera was on the sidelines for us to see. He never, he would stand there and Jones would just kind of ignore him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't know what it is between him and June Jones, but something, uh, whatever happened for him to deserve the bad treatment and taken out of his spot. He was a great quarterback, but the reason he fell down is because every time he got up to be a quarterback and to do what he's supposed to do, he almost got killed. There was no protection for him anywhere, and that's it was not his fault that he didn't do well in those games. Judy, do you think Caleros is going to be back in Hamilton next season? I would love to see him back to be playing as a quarterback but I don't know. I would think that uh, he's worth more than what uh, he's worth more respect than we can give him. And I think it's a damn shame. Well put. Thanks. Oh, Judy, who's your player of the game today? Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks. I think I think this is going to be a slam dunk today. He was phenomenal. He was. He was great. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too. All Bye-bye. right. What's left of it? Uh, thanks to Judy for the call. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Pick your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. At AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin on Twitter. Speaking of the Twitterverse, uh, Jamie has tweeted, let's end the season on some wins and retool next season, but does Zach end up in Ryder Greenland? Uh, interesting question. I think the top three Zach Caleros potential destination points are, in no particular order, 
Montreal, I mean, they need a quarterback. Darian Durant is not the answer. Matthew Schultz, uh, no, he's not ready. From what we saw today, uh, he, he's not nearly ready to take on uh, and, and grab that brass ring and take on more uh, responsibility and leadership and playing time for Montreal. Uh, so Montreal, Saskatchewan, no doubt about it. I know Brandon Bridge, I know there's a lot of excitement about him. I love what he brings to the table. But is he the long-term answer there? I'm not quite sure. I'd love to see it. Love to see a Canadian quarterback be the guy. But Chris Jones might have his doubts. As well as Bridge has been playing this year, he might just have some doubts. Number three would be a logical choice, I think, for both sides, and that would be Toronto. Ricky Ray's a little long in the tooth, still very effective, can still play some ball, probably still be there next year, unless he says, you know what, I've had enough. Uh, I can I can see Zach Caleros back in Toronto in 2018. Now, what do you get for him? I don't know. Hamilton might have to release him. But with any trade, I can see a Canadian, a draft pick, and a negotiation list player traded for Zach Caleros. That I think those are the three key ingredients. A Canadian who you know is going to help your team, not necessarily as a starter, but maybe a really good special teams guy. A draft pick, and I'm talking top two rounds, maybe even a number one. And a negotiation list player who maybe Hamilton has had their eye on, but just happens to be on Toronto's neg list. I think those are the three factors that have to come back, at least have to come back in a deal for Zach Caleros. A uh, number of emails coming in. Let's get into, uh, this is Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Always listens to the show and always responds on email. We're happy to uh, get Stephen's thoughts on each and every game. Uh, this email, one hell of a game, Rick. Uh, I would bet the farm that both the Argos and Ottawa and the Western crossover team are breathing relief that they do not face us in the playoffs, as there is no doubt we would beat all challengers. Player of the game, Banks. He had a great, great game, along with many others. If they only could have started this turnaround a few games earlier. Regards, Stephen, NBC. <sighs> we all hope that. We all want that, or wanted that. This team to turn the ship around well before Labor Day. But, I mean, this team was 0-8, not playing well at all. Made the coaching change, made the QB change, and uh, started on this uh, eight-game run, which has seen them win five out of the eight. That's pretty darn good. Back to the phones we go. Mark has called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. So uh, this, before I go on my rant, just Brandon Blanks, Brandon Banks, excuse me, player of the game. Okay, excellent. Let's get that out of the way. So, uh, yeah, the, the Zach Calaros, Jeremiah Mazzoli controversy. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, I have a nickname for him. It's Smoke and Mirrors Mazzoli. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because he, he plays so great, but then you just, every time he backs up in that shotgun, you just don't know if he's going to throw a pick. We've I've been a Hamilton fan for 35-plus years, and... They got rid of one Hall of Fame quarterback. And I'm not saying Claros is a Hall of Famer, but he is a hell of a lot better than Jeremiah Mazzoli. And if June Jones is not going to play Claros, I think they should either get Corey Chamblin or Mike Benavides, a, a guy that has CFL experience, uh, or Grey Cup winners, 
and give Zach and Jeremiah a chance to duke it out in training camp next year and forget all this Johnny Menzel talk. Okay. So you don't want to see June Jones back? You'd rather see a uh, Chamberlain well, or I, I like him, but it's clear that he doesn't like Zach Clarke right. for whatever reason. Right, right, right. So it, Johnny Manziel coming to Hamilton there, it, is lose lose. Either he plays awesome for two years and he goes back to the NFL, or he sucks and we lose Claros and he goes to Toronto and then rips it up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. But the the Castle make a big mistake like Cavill to get rid of Claros. That's that's everyone's fear, right? Because if you get rid of Caleros and you hang your hat on Manziel and maybe even Masoli is a number two or they're one A and one B, uh, and one or both of those guys fail and Caleros goes to Toronto and really plays like he can, plays like we know he can, uh, man, that would be a kick in the butt. Big time. And he's clearly lacking confidence, not talent. So... I don't know. Ken Austin maybe needs to go give him a shoulder rub or something. But <laughs> well, he looked pretty good today. Happen. He looked so pretty good this afternoon. Happen. Go get rid of Calaro. It's a big mistake. Yeah. Brad, appreciate the call. Thank you, Rick. Have a good one. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. Uh Tweet coming in from Randy. A couple of tweets. Um, number one, way to go, Speedy B. Great TDs. Banks, player of the game. Let's win the last two. They need to re-sign June Jones. And he followed that up with Cats, big fans. Fans let uh, out there for the last home game. Here's to a great fifth quarter. Thanks, Rick. Uh, thank you, Randy. Uh, yeah, Speedy B was spectacular today. This is this is the guy we've been waiting. This is the guy we've not only been waiting for, but have been expecting to come out this year and continue to show that he was and is one of the elite return guys in the league. And I think he proved that once again today. He still has it. And not only that, he's doing some major damage offensively. Major damage offensively. Half an hour to go here in the fifth quarter. We have a Brad on the line, a few phone lines open for you. More tweets and emails to get to as well. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. 43-16 final score in Montreal. Hamilton coming out on top of the Alouettes big time. Uh, it was 33-7 at halftime for the Tiger Cats. And uh, at that point, they had scored 30 unanswered points. They had scored 40 straight points before the Owls uh, finally got on the board with 2.20 left to go on a Terrell Sutton a one-yard touchdown run, but it was uh, it was past the point of uh, comeback uh, for the Alouettes at that point. As uh, Hamilton pulls out the victory, they're now five and eleven on the season. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs. Playoffs is is not a possibility for Hamilton this season. But uh, coming out after being eliminated the way they were eliminated last week against Calgary, and then having to watch Ottawa storm back in Regina to snatch away a victory from the Rough Riders. Uh, it was nice to see Hamilton come out today and put the boots to Montreal. And the Owls, I mean, they were leading this game at one point, 7-3, to three, with six minutes to play in the first quarter. And uh, Hamilton said, uh, no, to heck with this. We're, we're beating up on this uh, listless Alouettes team. Tweet uh, from Mike at uh, Rick Samprin. You can also tweet at AM900CHML. Uh, made the trek to Montreal in the fans were so nice. I feel terrible for them with the state of their team Player of the game has to be Banks. I understand Mike's sentiment there and, and how he feels terrible for the Alouettes because, yes, the fans there are great. The fans 
uh, from coast to coast are great. But, I mean, Montreal was a machine for the better part of two decades. I don't think we have to feel sorry for them. It's just their time. It's their time to stink right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Because there was a time where this Ticats team, we could say this earlier this season, that they stunk. I mean, this team was 0-8. This team was 3-15 and for back-to-back seasons. They were 1-17. We've had our years of stinkiness. Let them have some now. Let another team try and rebuild. But they'll just have to stink for the time being. Matthew on Twitter as well. Good win for the Ticats today. But uh, these next two games should be about playing the backups and evaluating the roster. Interesting suggestion because there's, well, there's a number of guys on this team where you can point to and say, okay, does he have it? Do we want him here next year? And some of that is happening right now. Uh, Don Unamba. I mean, this guy's come to the Ticats and he's impressed me. Uh, Richard Leonard. We didn't know much about him in the preseason. He's been probably the best Ticats defender this year. There's guys on offense that we want to see, too. I mean, Andy Fantuz is in that situation as well. He didn't play today. He's in the one-game injured list. But do you bring a, a guy like that back for 2018? Kenny Allen, he he was fantastic today. Five for five on field goals. Is it going to be him or Castillo? You probably bring them both to camp and then say, all right, guys, duke it out. Uh, we can talk about future Ticats plans in terms of whether Caleros is going to be here or not. June Jones, I think, is a question mark, although I think he has cemented at least the thought in the front office to say, yeah, we got to bring this guy back. This team is playing much better under June Jones. He deserves a training camp and an entire season with this team. There's no doubt in my mind that Jones is coming back. I didn't I didn't think that maybe four games ago. I mean, yeah, they were playing better, but, I mean, we just didn't see enough of this team. Eight games in the June Jones era, I think we've seen enough. I, I like what I see. I like how this team is playing under Jones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Call us here on the fifth quarter. Let's talk about today's beatdown in Montreal as the Ticats throttle the Alouettes 43-16. You can also vote for your player of the game. Brad has called in in the fifth quarter. Hey, Brad. Hey, Mr. Zamper. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Yourself? Ah, pretty damn good. Pretty good, damn good. good. Okay, so first off, uh, to the naysayers about uh, June Jones. Mm-hmm. I would just liken that to if you brought a player in, would you expect him to play super, super good from the first game? Uh, not necessarily. I guess it would all depend on who it is. Well, they, you always hear everybody, well, he's just learning the, you know, the game, especially if he comes up from down south. Right, okay. You know, So I'll give June Jones the same courtesy. Mm-hmm. He's had a really steep learning curve. You know, you know, coming up to the Canadian game, never really having played it or, you know, learned much about it. You know, he had his little stint way back when, but, you know, give the guy a break. I think he's done really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his first head coaching gig in the CFL. He had he had played and was an assistant in the league, but we're talking about 30 years ago. Well, yeah, the game's really changed, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but 30 years ago, you could still clothesline people. 
<laughs> Definitely, yes. That, you know, that, that, that's the whole point. The, the game is just it's black and white from way back then. And I think he's done well learning the game. Okay, I have to agree with those uh, third-down shotgun formation things. Uh, you know, again, I think it's part of the learning curve. You know, because down south in the colleges, that seems to work. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the trend these days. Uh, you know, uh, I think you'll learn. Give them, like I said, give them the full season. You know, and you know everybody's playing on his uh, plan from the get-go. They didn't have to change halfway through. You know, you take what June Jones has done since he's come in, project that back to the beginning of the season. There's a good chance we're sitting ten and six with two games to go. That puts us first place in the East. Boy, nobody's whining then, are they? Exactly. You know, uh, the Caleros thing today. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think that was just a little bit insult. That was uh, really bad. I'm not. I'm not sure what the thought process was there. Obviously, yeah. Okay, let's get him in into some game action. This game is in hand, but for one series, I I don't know. <laughs> I mean that 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 just is, that just looked got bad. Two more games to go that are gen- you know basically the same type of game. They, yeah, you know, they're, they're meaningless. You know, as far as the season goes, except for pride. So, you know, it could very well be that you may see a little more Caleros and you may see a little more Everett Golson, you know. Uh, so why don't we, well, I mean, why, why doesn't Hamilton start Caleros next week and start Golson for the final game? I mean, who cares? We know what we know what Masoli can do. Can Caleros run this offense? I think he can. Uh, you know, what kind of player is Everett Golson? I mean, well, start him. We'll see what happens in practice this week. Yeah, well, um, my my. Uh, if I'm a better, I'm, I'm saying Masoli's taking first-team reps. <laughs> I do, too. I, I fully agree. But you may also see, okay, you know, let's break it down like we would a, a preseason game where, you know, okay, you're going to get a quarter, you're going to get a quarter. Right. You know, uh, play some of the, uh, the practice roster guys. I think over these next two games, especially when Montreal comes home to us, uh, I think you'll see more of that. Uh, you know, it's it's that time of year you know, for auditions and that. But you also got to take into account, uh, you know, whatever June Jones is doing now may not apply come training camp because a lot of these guys may or may not be here. Right. You know, plus you're going to have all new guys to evaluate and stuff that may fit June uh, Jones's, uh, you know, scheme better than the guys that exist. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, a perfect example would be a Terrence Tolliver, who we haven't seen since game one when he got hurt. You know, how does he fit in to the June Jones offensive system? You know, is Andy Fantu still going to be a fit? Are there other guys, and I'm sure there are, who both offensively and defensively, are they going to be a positive or a negative come 2018? We, we, we won't know, obviously, until training camp. Exactly. You know, and with the earlier training camp this year and the law, uh, you know, and the longer season, uh, due to the extra bye week, who knows what's going to happen? The, the, you know, everybody's going to be in the same boat come springtime. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's it's all up in the air. Uh, you know, uh, back to Caleros, I think Hamilton's a fool if they trade him anywhere east. Because if he does come back to bite you, that's where it's really going to bite you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now you're facing him at least twice a season, if not three or four times. Exactly, and it affects your standings in in your division. Very true. You know, if you can get them traded out west and get you know decent uh, 
maybe not what you'd want from like you know Toronto or something like that. But if you can get decent from out west, play a long game, send them out west, keep them out of your division. One less thing to worry about. You only got to play them twice a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your so, player of the game today? Ah, uh, we got to go with Mister Brandon Banks, I suppose. Mm-hmm. He did a fine job today. You know, I mean, he obviously, you know, like they all say, you don't do it as a, as an eye sport. It's a team sport. Uh, so, you know, you got Masoli out there feeding him the ball. Um, but he did well. Uh, you know, I was, I was sorry to see him actually have to do the returns as well, although he got his return touchdown, which was great to see again. But I don't think that's a fit for Brandon anymore. Um, as little as he is, I think he's abused the body in that respect. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, quite often, more often than not, you see him running for his life. Uh, under those conditions, whereas being out with this new June Jones offense, um, you know, he can get out there and he has a chance to get himself clear before he takes that hit and he can prepare himself for that hit. Yeah, and he's not going against 260-pound guys on special teams. He's going yeah, against, yeah. you know. They all have one thing in mind. Exactly, Squish yeah. Squish him and get the ball. That's, you know, <laughs> and, I mean, I played football back in high school, and that was my job. It was like, okay, hurt the guy that has the ball. You know, and when he's only 5'6", it's, you know. Yeah, he's easily hurt, that's for sure. It's easily hurt. Although, you know what, he's been very durable. I mean, when's the last time he missed games with an injury? You know, knock on wood, but still, I mean, he has been a durable guy. Very durable, but then, like you say, he's also had a half season where he hasn't had to take that abuse. Right, right. You know, and, uh, I mean, quite often you see him, you know, getting thrown out of bounds, or even when he gets tackled, you know, he gets tackled. Guys just grab his jersey and pull him back. You know, there's there's not a lot of resistance there. No, and you almost got to chuckle when you see him try to straight arm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good on him. You know, he's got all the heart in the world, uh, but you know, I don't think straight arm's going to work against those two forties and two fifty no. guys. No, not not when you're one fifty six soaking wet. But like I said, I have to reiterate that I think spring is going to be looking good. You got to bring June Jones back with his crew that he's got. I think they've proven that they all work really well together. They all seem to be on the same page and have the same mindset. Should be an interesting off season. We still have two games to go, but uh, yeah, over the over yeah. the uh, winter months and uh, certainly next spring, it's going to be uh, interesting yeah. to see. Brad, appreciate the call. Early season will tell. Uh, very much so. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, the, evening, Rick. enjoy the rest of the weekend. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your fifth quarter player of the game at Rick Samprin. At AM900CHML on Twitter, the email is rick at 900CHML.com. More of your calls, your emails to tweets. This is the fifth quarter on 900CHML. Ticats torching the Alouettes today, 43-16. Rick Samprin here, Will Erskine on the other side of the glass, producing today's fifth quarter on 900CHML. Big win for the Cats. They're now 5-11 and on the season. Montreal, a woeful 3-13 and on the year. Toronto still up atop the East Division after a big win over Winnipeg this week. They're now 8-9. and nine. Ottawa is next at 7-9-1. and one. The Cats are 5-11. and 11. Alouettes 3-13. and 13. They've now lost nine straight. Uh, not looking too good for the Alouettes this season. They're 0-7 on the road. They will visit Tim Hortons Field in the final game of the regular season. Hamilton is in Ottawa next Friday. That's October the 27th. It is a 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, we'll be on the air for the fifth quarter at 10. 
out west. Calgary, uh, despite losing this week to Saskatchewan, that was really a shock, uh, in, especially in terms of how they lost. They got absolutely uh, demolished by the Rough Riders, 30-7 to open up this week 18. Uh, the Stamps still fully in control of uh, their destiny, 13-2-1, or tops in the West. Uh, Winnipeg 11 and 5, Edmonton is 10 and 6, Sask is 9 and 7, and the Lions are 6 and 10. They are kaput. All the playoff spots have been spoken for. It's just a matter of who is going to finish where. Calgary's clinched the division out west. And that's really the only playoff position that has been solidified and cemented. But you have Winnipeg with 22 points, Edmonton with 20, Saskatchewan with 18. One of those three teams will finish second in the West and, of course, host the West Division semifinal. The third-place team will go to that game, and one of those teams is going to cross over into the East. Edmonton has done that a bunch of times. I think they have the most crossover playoff uh, positions, and I think BC's next. But BC being out, Edmonton, who knows? I mean, if you're a team in the West, if you're one of Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Saskatchewan, I know getting into second and, and, and hosting the Western semifinal would be huge because, hey, you're, you're, you're hosting a playoff game. You want to do that. I mean, that's, that's one of the goals I think every team wants. But you might also want to go to the East because it's that much weaker than the West, even though you have to play two consecutive road games, either in Toronto and, uh, and Ottawa, depending on who finishes first and second in the East. But I think any of these Western teams can beat Toronto and Ottawa. Even though Toronto beat Winnipeg this week. <laughs> but I think the the daunting thing out West is, do you want to go into Calgary for the West Division final and face a well-rested Stamps team who is still, to me, the best team in the land, even though they got bumped off by the Riders? I'm not sure if there's going to be any strategy there. I think I think the teams just want to go out and win. I think if you're winning... You just want to keep on winning, no matter where you're playing or who you're playing. Uh, but the battle in the East is going to be fun to watch, too, between Ottawa and Toronto. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll have to ask this on, on, on the next fifth quarter. And, uh, heck, if you want to chime in right now at 905-645-3221 or star 9900, who would you rather see in the Grey Cup final from the East? Forget about the crossover team. Toronto or Ottawa? I, I don't know. I'm not sure my answer would be Ottawa as much as I don't want to see Toronto in there because the Red Blacks won it last year and they were in the final the year before that as well. Do we want them to go to three straight cup finals? But do we want Toronto to go? No. So I guess the answer is we want to see the crossover team this year (laughs) go all the way the cup final. We'll see what happens. Uh, I got a uh, Facebook Messenger uh, post again from Debbie and, and that's okay I don't mind Debbie uh, uh, reading your uh, Facebook messenger posts on the fifth quarter here uh, she writes hi Rick wasn't Speedy uh, forced to take a pay cut under Austin it may not be so easy to re-sign him now that he's shining as always you do a fabulous job yes number one Speedy did accept a pay cut to come back to the Cats, and um I think over the first eight weeks, you know, how he was being used and his lack of effectiveness on special teams, we were all thinking to ourselves, yeah, you know what, this this pay cut kind of makes sense. 
I mean, we agree with what Kent Austin saw at that time to say, you know, this this is a guy who's now is uh, going to be 30 in December. Here's a guy who is not as explosive, especially on special teams. You know, why are we going to pay him this much? Speedy, if you want to come back, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And he did. But now that he is an offensive weapon, I mean, he is the deep threat in June Jones's offense and has been threatening opposing defenses left, right, and center and scoring touchdowns to boot, including two more today, one on a punt return, one on a, another long bomb. Uh, both of them 65 yards. He might go to the Ticats management and say, remember that pay cut? Uh, how about you give that back to me in a bonus next spring? And we'll call it even. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Matthew on Twitter writes, at Rick Samprin, good win for the Ticats today, but these next two games should be about playing the backups and evaluating the roster. Interesting suggestion. Got another tweet from Patrick who writes, I don't think Masoli is the greatest ever, but I think he's better off the run than Caleros. JJ, meaning June Jones, said he needs to win games to secure his own job. He'll play the best players to win, not to evaluate. That's a good point, too. June Jones wants to win. He is auditioning for next season as well. To heck with the evaluating. He, he just wants to win. Uh, Bev on Twitter writes, Speedy B, player of the game. And D. Sprague writes, uh, My player of the game goes to number 91, Kenny Allen, for building the strong foundation of a lead we built on. Hashtag fifth quarter. All good comments. Email from Mike. Hey, Rick, a pretty lopsided beating laid down by the Cats tonight. Would have liked to see Zach earlier in the game, though because if he plays a role in the Cats' future plans, getting him playing time and confidence would be a big asset. And if we are looking to move him, then letting him play and generate some buzz as opposed to the 0-8 starter record would increase his value. So a win either way. Player of the game, I'm going to go with three, Brandon Banks and two guys who really showed something in the secondary in Mariel Cooper and Cariel Brooks. That email from Mike. Another email from Tom. Outstanding effort in offense, defense, and special teams. Cats are playing as well as anyone in the league right now. They should easily win their next two games. Two bad riders blew a lead last week, or the Cats would be a playoff bound with a real chance of making the Great Cup. Too bad they waited for an 0-8 start before changing coaches slash QBs. Things look good for 2018. Look forward to your show. That email from Tom out in Guelph. Dave has just emailed into the show. He writes, crossover won't be good for league, but I hate both of them, Argos and Red Blacks. I think I'd just rather see that crossover team represent the East. I think this season especially. The way this season has gone, give me the crossover team. All right, our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Judy, and this is what Judy had to say. Judy has called in in the fifth quarter. Good afternoon, Judy. How are you? Good afternoon, Rick. I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. It was a great game today. I really enjoyed it. And I know that we can win, and I know that we can be champions, and uh, Mazzoli was good. But I just wanted to say that for the last couple of years, I have really been ashamed of our team and the way that Calaris has been treated. He was a wonderful quarterback, and he played games that took us right to the verge of the Grey Cup. And I don't know what happened, 
and I don't know what it is that he's on the sidelines like he is, but I give him so much credit for standing there in his uniform and June Jones not saying one word to him, but him still standing there proud and not hanging his head. And I don't know what the problem has been, but it's like he's a non-entity, and I think it's terrible treatment. It has been tough to watch, hasn't it? Oh, it's been awful, just awful. Do you? Ex- I, I feel that when he was standing there on those sidelines, most of the games, we watch all the games, mm-hmm. and we've been to many, and he, he never got a glance from June Jones, at least when the camera was on the sidelines for us to see. He never, he would stand there, and Jones would just kind of ignore him. And I'm not, I don't know what it is between him and June Jones, but something, uh, whatever happened for him to deserve the bad treatment and taken out of his spot. He was a great quarterback, but the reason he fell down is because every time he got up to be a quarterback and to do what he's supposed to do, he almost got killed. There was no protection for him anywhere. And that's, it was not his fault that he didn't do well in those games. Judy, do you think Caleros is going to be back in Hamilton next season? I would love to see him back to be playing as a quarterback, but I don't know. I would think that uh, he's worth more than what uh, he's worth more respect than we can give him, and I think it's a damn shame. Well put. Thanks. Oh, Judy, who's your player of the game today? Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks. I think I think this is going to be a slam dunk today. He was phenomenal. He was. He was great. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you, Judy. Our fifth quarter fan of the night, and yes, our fifth quarter player of the game, voted by you, the fans, is Brandon Banks. My name's Rick Zamprin. That's it for us here on the fifth quarter. Big thumbs up to Will Erskine, our producer tonight. Uh, we are back next Friday, October the 27th, as the Ticats take on the Red Blacks in Ottawa. We'll be on the air in and around 10 p.m. That's it from all of us here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.